Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. It is your girl, TJ Chanel. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about how I manifested my second luxury apartment. And I'm also going to touch on self-sabotage. So if you didn't catch the first episode where I talked about manifesting my luxury apartment, I will put it down in the show notes. I've also shared it on my YouTube channel. So it's a story that you've heard before if you've been around for a while. But I feel it's important to share the story again, being that we are fresh into a brand new year. And also being that a lot of you have not heard the story before, but I know that it is um, very encouraging. So I'm sharing it again. So you have to listen to the first episode in order for this one to make sense, because I'm just going to pick up where I left off in the previous episode. Okay, so here we are in Frisco, Texas. I moved from Houston, sight unseen, into this apartment, townhome, and it was going really well for a while. As soon as I got there, I was able to find a job. I was able to get help from a perfect stranger from Instagram, and life was amazing, right? Then fast forward a little bit, one of my neighbors actually befriended me. She was single with no children, um, and she was also kind of clingy. And I'm a person, I don't like clingy people, but every other day she seemed to need something. And I remember this time that she came and knocked on my door. She was crying boohoo tears at the bottom of my stairs and talking about how she hated her job. So I took her under my wing and I started to teach her about the law of attraction. I taught her how to create a vision board so that she could get focused. Um, I remember we sat down on my floor. I bought all of the the tools and, and things that we needed to create vision boards. I turned on the secret and I was basically teaching her how she could create a life or the life that she wanted, right? Because she was a person who seemed to just be, she was that woe is me person. She was always pissed off or depressed about something. And she was always talking about how broke she was. And if I can remember correctly, she worked at a bank. She had no children, no spouse, no boyfriend, no nothing. But she had the audacity, okay, (laughs) to one day come over and ask me for my Wi-Fi password. Hmm because she could not afford internet. Now she lived right on the other side of the wall. So we shared a wall and yes, my internet would have reached to her space, but never once did she offer to pay half of my bill. So it was given very much negative. (laughs) And I just couldn't believe that she knew my story. She knew that we had started over. She knew that I was still on the freaking struggle bus and she had the audacity. Okay. All of the audacity. Okay. To ask me for my Wi-Fi password for free, like girl. So I let that slide because you know, I tend to be a very forgiving person. Mm, No, I'm not, but I let that slide. Okay. (laughs) So fast forward, I don't remember what happened, 
but she really started to get on my nerves like she was always coming over to see what I had cooked and it, it was given I don't care if your kids need leftovers I'm hungry too like girl so I pretty much cut her off and even though I'm a fire sign I'm a true Sagittarius I have that queen of swords energy through and through because I will cut a bitch off quickly and never think twice about it and never look back so I cut her off um she would come over knock on my door and I was very very short and eventually she got the point right I blocked her on my phone I blocked her on social media because I was over it I did not want to be bothered I thought she was incredibly selfish and um that was the type of energy that I didn't want to be around right so my kids had befriended some other kids um that lived in the same community so they would be outside all the time playing with each other and um I would watch them from my window and um this particular day I was actually upstairs cooking um because typically I would be outside with the kids or the other kids mother would be outside somebody would be supervising but this particular day I was just watching him from my window because I was in the middle of cooking next thing I know there's a knock at my door and I'm like uh the kids know to just walk in right so I go downstairs and um open up the door and there's a police officer there and I'm like what the hell so the first thing I'm looking for is the children and they're all standing right there I, I could see each and every one of them and so I'm like okay hey you know what's up <laughs> and this cop was like uh well we got a complaint from I don't even remember the girl's name to be honest I have no idea because when I cut you off I forget your name I forget what you look like I literally forget everything so I don't remember her name but basically he was saying that she had called 911 because the kids were throwing rocks at the building and apparently one of the pebbles, okay, hit her door. And um, apparently she was only calling the cops on my three, not the other two when they were all doing it, right? So basically she was trying to get back at me, I guess. So the cop was like, you know, this is like frivolous, whatever, whatever. And I was livid, okay? When I tell you I was livid, I was livid. And the fact that a black woman would call the cops on little black kids in this day and age, even though this was 20, what, uh, 2016, doesn't matter, um, I could not believe, right? So I was pissed. And I'm mama bear through and through. You threatened my kids, you threatened me, and your life you're hanging on by a thread okay so fast forward a little bit um I was pissed I, I don't let go of things like ever like me talking about it now I wish I remember her name so I could find her and <laughs> I'm just kidding but nonetheless it still low-key pisses me off right so fast forward I talked to the other children's mother um and we were just like 
what in the world, right? She knew damn well that she could have come over and said, hey, T, your kids are throwing rocks or whatever. She could have talked to the other mother. She did not have to do that. And she did that out of spite. Cool. Bet. So um, this was several months into my lease. My lease was not up. Um, But I knew that I needed to leave. (laughs) I knew I needed to leave because I knew I wasn't going to let it go. And I'm a very petty person. And um, I knew that if it escalated, which it would have if I would have stayed, that I would be in prison likely to this day. Okay. So I thought long and hard about it and I decided to move. So I called the leasing office and I let them know what was going on. And I said, I'm going to have to break my lease. I'm just going to have to pay the relating fee because I cannot share a wall with this person. And there was no other uh, one bedrooms um, or even two bedrooms at the time where I could just change units. So that's what I needed to do. I was just going to have to move into a different uh, community. Okay, so this is where the manifestation comes in, right? So if you caught the last episode, you guys, I mentioned that I had broke a lease to get out of that roach infested apartment, right? At this point, it's showing up on my credit report. Okay. And I, I told myself that I wouldn't get approved anywhere because of this broken lease. But I continue to do the search anyway. I continue to look around. I went to this one community and it was brand new. I didn't love it. The energy, oh, the energy was so bad, y'all. The energy was so bad. Um, Story for a different day. But um, I went to two other communities, both of which I absolutely fell in love with. One was called the Jefferson and I freaking loved it. Like it was brand, both properties are brand new. The design was just everything. Like it, it was a vibe. The aesthetics, it was everything. They had a pool on the roof. Oh my God. In love. Okay. Then the other place was right across the street. I equally loved. Um, and what I really loved about it is the fact that it was set up like a hotel. So you know how you walk into a hotel, you have to go up the elevator and find your room. That is how this community was set up. I had never lived in a place like that and I was here for it. I loved it. But I loved the Jefferson just a little bit more because of the aesthetic and design. So I went ahead and I applied at the Jefferson. Okay. Before, before, um conversing with spirit I applied at the Jefferson I didn't hear anything back so um I said well spirit if this is going to work out in my favor if we're going to be able to move somewhere let me hear a bell by the end of the day now that was a very random request right super random request I didn't have a doorbell at my home Um, I don't just 
normally hear bells going off. So I asked to hear a bell because I knew if I did that it would be from spirit, right? So I'm laying in my bed, chilling. I think the kids were taking a nap and I'm watching a YouTube video and um, it's of a vlogger. I can't remember who the vlogger was. Um, this is a person that I never really watched before, but for whatever reason, I just decided to click on this vlog. And in this vlog, this young lady was in her friend's wedding. And I was just kind of skipping through the, the vlog because it was very, very long. And it got to a point where they were at the wedding and the ring bearer was uh, walking down the aisle and he was ringing a bell. And at first it didn't, it took a minute to dawn on me, right? To put two and two together that, hey girl, this is a bell. So I sat straight up in my bed and I ran it back and I was listening really, really hard. I was like, oh my God, that is a bell. So I ended up recording, like screen recording it and I sent it to my friend slash neighbor the the mother of the kids that were out with my kids when they got you know the cops called on them and I said what do you hear and she says it sounds like a bell and I was like that's what I thought so I'm looking at the timestamp on the video and the little boy begins to ring that bell at one hour and 11 minutes I kid you not one hour and 11 minutes that bell starts to ring and I'm like oh my god okay so that was confirmation that it was all going to work out in my favor but remember it has been a few days since i applied at the jefferson and i have heard absolutely nothing so fast forward i say okay spirit now that i know it's going to work out you got to tell me which community are we supposed to be moving to is it the Jefferson or is it the other place and the other community had a very strange name like it's a word that I never really hear anybody say it's not a word that I read in books and I read a lot of books this is a very unused word right so I was a couple of days later, I was just on my computer and I was actually looking up angel numbers. Okay. I don't remember which set of angel numbers, but I was looking up angel numbers and, um, I remember as I'm reading the meaning behind whatever the set of numbers was, I literally looked to the right side of my computer screen and you know how on these websites they have a lot of different ads and things. I look over and I see the word, the name of the community. Now this ad had nothing to do with the community, but the ad actually displayed this word, the name of the community, which was the echelon. Now how often do you hear the word echelon? I don't know about y'all, but I don't really hear that word very often. Back in, in, in the day, in 2016, and to this day, I can go years without hearing or seeing the word echelon. 
So I'm like, oh, shit, you have to be kidding me, right? So mind you, still haven't heard from the Jefferson. So I took that as my sign and confirmation that we belonged at the echelon. So the next day I went in, I applied, and I was really nervous because I know that this broken lease is on my credit report. (sighs) And so I fill out the application. It was a paper app. Um, They had the move-in special. six. It might have even been eight weeks free. No app, no admin, no deposit, blah, blah, blah. So I fill out the paper application. And she says, okay, you can go in the club room. It's only going to take me a few minutes, right? Took her about an hour. Um, And so we just sat there and we were playing on the computer and watching TV. And the longer we sat there, the more I was falling in love with this place. It was so nice. And it just had really good energy. So, uh, about an hour passes, she comes in she says, okay, I'm done with the application. You want to come back up so we can discuss? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to read her. Did I get approved? Did I get a deny? What happened? So we go back up to the front desk and she says, okay, so I was able to get you approved. And when would you like to move in? And I'm just like, wait, what? I was like, really? She was like, yeah looking at me like why are you saying that right <laughs> and I was like okay cool so it turns out that the broken lease was on one it was only reporting to one bureau and the two bureaus that they check were the ones that the broken lease did not report to bless the lord right so that is how I was able to get approved for that apartment because that broken lease did not show up and you know fast forward we're living there several months again and we had moved into a one bedroom i loved that one bedroom right so here's where we're going to start talking about self-sabotage so for those of you who say tedra i'm really good at manifestation i can say what i want i get what i want and then i end up losing it And I got the answer for you because I too have lived that life. So we're living good. I'm working. My real estate business is going really well. I'm making money. And then I decide we need to move into a larger apartment. I think it's time. We're kind of on top of each other. The kids need more space. So I talked to the leasing agent that actually got me approved to get in there. And I said, hey, I really want to move into a larger unit and she said okay cool these are the three options that we have and one of them actually had access to it was on the first floor it had access to a little yard and it also had beyond that was a courtyard so you know I'm thinking that my kids could go out there and play and run around and that was amazing right so the rent was like $2,100 so that meant I was paying a full thousand dollars more per month but it was fine because I was making money right so we move into this unit something about moving into this larger space did not feel 100% right And in my gut, I knew that it was not the right decision because even though I was doing well in my businesses, 
I, I hadn't been doing it long enough, right? It wasn't consistent enough. And any at any point, the money could go down and then I would be up a creek. And that's exactly what happened, right? So our subconscious minds has a way of putting us back into our comfort zone. Anytime we start to elevate, right? And we have not done the shadow work, mm-hmm, the shadow work necessary to really make some quantum leaps and some real shifts, then what tends to happen is our subconscious mind is going to pull us right back into that comfort zone. And this is why when we hear about lottery winners, most of them are broke within five years of winning. Okay, they can win millions of dollars and they're going to make all of the wrong decisions and they're going to be broke within five years. Okay, that's because they haven't done the money mindset subconscious work that needs to happen. Okay, in order for them not to go backwards. Now, at this point in time, I didn't know what the freak shadow work was. I I just knew I was really good at manifestation. I knew that I was really good at saying that I wanted thing and the thing showed up. That is what I knew. I didn't know about the importance of shadow work. Okay, so when we do shadow work, what we're doing is we are pulling up the roots. Okay, the negative beliefs are like weeds in your garden of life. Okay, and you have to pull them up. You have to pull up weeds from the root or else they're going to get overgrown and take over your beautiful garden. Does that make sense? So what we tend to do is we speak affirmations, okay? We say all of the beautiful quotes and we read all of the books and we meditate and we do all of these things. But in actuality, all we're doing is we are trimming the weeds. We're cutting the grass is all we're doing. We're just trimming it. And if you don't pull it up by the root, it's going to grow back, okay? Your subconscious beliefs, your limiting beliefs are going to overgrow your garden. And everything that you've worked hard to manifest is going to be taken over by the weeds. And the weeds are going to suffocate the flowers. And therefore, the flowers are going to die. Okay? So, this was a moment of self-sabotage because I knew... That it was not the right time to move into such an expensive unit, but I did it anyway. So what ended up happening, some months passed by. What I thought was going to happen, self-fulfilled prophecy, is what happened. And um, my business started to go down. My income went down. And here we are facing eviction. It was time to either pay the rent or get out. Okay. And I could not come up with all of the rent. You know, when you when your rent is over $2,000, it's really hard to ask people for that amount of money because most people around you don't have that, right? I had some of it, but I didn't have all of it. And we ended up having to move. I moved another dumb decision. I ended up putting everything in storage. Uh, We ended up going to Atlanta and we ended up stuck there. I I had no intentions on being there long term. 
I just said, well, hell, we don't have anywhere to live, so we might as well go to Atlanta and see what that's all about, right? I had never been, ended up being stuck there for six entire months. I hated every second of it. We were living in a hotel, one of those paid-by-the-week hotels. Some of y'all, if you were here around 2018, y'all remember when I would go live from that hotel, <clears throat> hotel room, and um, the rent, I can't remember, it was like three-something every week. And y'all, I don't know how I was able to pay that rent every single week, but somehow I was able to pay it. And, um, it was a very rough period. Like I said, we were there six entire months. I was depressed. You know, we went from being in a one bedroom with a, with a living room and a kitchen and a full size bathroom, right? I thought that space was too small for us to being in one room. <laughs> so poor decision after poor decision got us to this point. We were homeless. And we were living in this hotel that I, I mean, it wasn't bad, but I didn't love it, right? The conditions were, it was just all really bad, all because I made really poor financial decisions and all because I didn't do the real work of uprooting those limiting beliefs, right? I just cut the grass. I just made it look cute, okay? And this is why things come tumbling down after a while because you really haven't done that shadow work. Now, I do have a class on shadow work. I taught the class live twice. And um, I went through these slides where I'm explaining what shadow work is and the importance of doing the shadow work and all of the things, right? And then at the end, or the second half, I went through with each and spent time with each and every participant to really help them do the work. Because one thing about shadow work is you really need to do it with someone else. You need to do it with a coach or you need to do it with someone who knows what they're doing, right? Because when you try to do it by yourself, your ego isn't going to let you go, go there. Your ego is not going to let you go as deep as you need to go in order to really find where these roots are, right? And so I thought that I was going to sell the class. But then after really thinking about it, I took it down off the website after a day because the replay is not going to help anyone, right? You'll get to learn what it is and where these shadows come from and how to do the work but if you don't have someone holding your hand to actually help you do it then it's not all that effective right so I'm going to be teaching the class again for free however the paid part is going to be me actually holding your hand and 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 walking you through the steps and asking you the questions and making you go deep right that's going to be a paid part, but I am going to teach the class, the actual class for free, all right? And I'm going to put that information down in the show notes. So if you guys are interested in taking that registering for that free class, you can do so down in the show notes, okay? So we're going to continue this conversation in another episode 
but I really want to just just kind of, I want to show you guys that I'm a real person right and the same shit y'all go through I go through too and a lot of people think they, they put me on this pedestal that I don't need to be on right they feel like I have made all of the right decisions in my life girl no I have made some very asinine stupid decisions that have gotten me in the worst of pickles okay I have done it too so my point in sharing these stories with you guys is to show you that I've come a long way and I was able to crawl out of these holes that I dug for myself and just like I can do it y'all can do it too okay but if you don't take anything else from this episode the important thing is is that you have to do that shadow work Otherwise, you're going to self-sabotage all of the ma- the manifestations, the intentional manifestations that come into your life. You're just going to ruin it if you don't do that inner work that is a thousand percent necessary, okay, for your success, all right? So we're going to end this here. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Money, Mindset, and Manifestation podcast. Again, check the show notes for the free registration to the class and all of my socials. Connect with me uh, on my socials as well. Until next Monday, have an amazing week and I will see you guys next week.